Hi, I'm Marcus Kowitz, Editor-at-Large for MMM, and I want to welcome you to this vodcast about the topic of aligning HCP and DTC engagement and the benefits for healthcare marketers. And I'm super excited to welcome my guest, Erin DiRiggiero, uh, who's Chief Digital Officer at Swoop, and she's going to tell us about this. Erin, welcome. And, Thank uh, you. And I uh, appreciate you being here. I appreciate that you can pronounce my name. That's impressive. <laughs> As a guy whose last name ends in Z, you know, yeah. I uh, you know have an appreciation you did well. for you did pronunciation. Well. No, I appreciate it. Thank you. Yeah. Great. So it's great to have you here. Um, so, you know, Swoop is a company that um, uses AI, machine learning, real world data uh, to generate high quality audience segments that pharma brands can use to drive script lifts. Mm-hmm. How did I do? Is that an okay description? Yeah, that's that's great. That was just scratching the surface. But for folks out there who may not be familiar with the company, could you give a high level overview of, of the organization? I can. Yeah, I think, you know, everything you're talking about with AI and real-world data and machine learning is at the core of how we we approach creating audiences for um, for pharma marketers, for med device companies. But I think primarily we're incredible listeners. You know what we do when we talk to customers is try to figure out what their challenge is, and then how we use the tools that we have, whether it's AI or RWD or um, machine learning, to create an audience that we can then use to activate against that audience in some capacity on a digital channel. Um, sometimes it's um, it's a challenge that requires more than just an audience build. So we, um, with my company that has just come into the real chemistry family, can look beyond the audience itself and look at really custom use of proprietary technology and insights so that we're targeting people with the right message at the right time in the right location. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but at the core of what we do, uh, we're trying to solve challenges that mm-hmm. our, our customers have and the tool that we use. A lot of that comes from AI and uh, and ML approaches. Now, TI Health, which uh, you founded in 2018 and then you ran it as CEO mm-hmm. until it uh, was acquired by Real Chemistry just this past March. As I understand it, you know, they specialized or you specialize in HCP uh, engagement. Um, and then the marriage of, of that with DTC seems to be a particularly uh, complimentary one. Talk about why it's a good time for that and perhaps what some of the benefits of that in marriage or that union might be for marketers. Absolutely. Yeah, it's a, it's a really good marriage between TI Health and Swoop. So they've been in the business and really are best in class around uh, direct-to-consumer audiences and identification and, and enabling activation in a variety of ways. And we've been more focused on the healthcare professionals for even the last 13 years uh, to the point where we were able to really look and understand, you know, what message is this physician or nurse practitioner most motivated by and where do I want to find them where they're most engaged and open to this non-personal promotional messaging. So the coming together of Swoop and TI Health has really enabled what I see as a big challenge to, you know, consolidate and think about how are we going to approach this connection between the patient and provider in a more synchronized way. So what we can do now is look at HCPs treating certain patient populations and then have a simultaneous side-by-side activation with directly complementary messaging, um, which was harder to do kind of working in silos. And I think a lot of the industry is tending to move towards this. You know, we hear a lot about, you write a lot about consolidation and the need to control frequency and touch points and 
Um, you know, we don't want to oversaturate messaging, mm -hmm. but it's really about creating more efficiency in these connections mm -hmm. for patients and providers, where if you can target them kind of at the same time with similar messages, we're seeing really incredible kind of script lift impact or new to brand mm -hmm. start impact mm -hmm. from that combination. And it's a great time because marketers are making that shift toward omni-channel, which mm -hmm. obviously is about synchronizing between the, the, the various audiences. Mm -hmm. So you're bringing those two main ones together, DTC and HCP, are mm -hmm. probably the biggest ones, followed maybe by payer and pharmacist and NPPA, mm -hmm. but great. Yeah, we're definitely a piece of that omni-channel puzzle. Mm -hmm. you know, we're, we're able to to do what you said, to really activate, um, synchronize the messages between HCPs and DTCs, but we can incorporate reps, you know, into the picture. We can alert them when something meaningful has happened. Um, we have eight different digital channels where we can synchronize that messaging. So it's not just programmatic. You know, we look at EHR, we look at social, we look at TV. Mm -hmm. um, so there's a lot, a lot that we can do now combined that we're mightier together than we were apart. How does TI Health, um, you know, generate uh, such precision insights and, and such, you know, um, high-level uh, healthcare trigger uh, event data? Uh, let, let's pop the hood on that. Affinity, the Affinity platform, yep. which maps 1.5 million HCP profiles with their digital behavior mm -hmm. you know, to generate right message, right time. Um, talk about how that, you know, is layered in with RWD and, mm -hmm. you know, does that include social determinants of health data as well? Yes. So... Great question. Um, you know, the affinity data was really exhaust data from all of the activation. So we had observed events, exposures, engagements, what HCPs were clicking through on, which locations they were actually engaging with the message in and around the most. So the, the best example I can think of with RWD and SDOH would be you know, if we were looking at um, targeting healthcare professionals that were serving patients that had um, you know, non-English language proficiency and they were having trouble adhering to their medications, we can use real-world data to really refine the tuning on where we were looking to engage those HCPs that had very specific um, challenged patient populations that had barriers to getting on therapy. And that's something that we can do across the board. Um, so we can look at using STOH to really filter that messaging and the, the message that that HCP is going to be most responsive to, mm -hmm. um, to drive the engagement to a portal or get them to talk to the patient about uh, ride share support or non-English right. language support right. um, based on the populations that they're serving. Mm -hmm. All those things beyond the pill that, that help a person uh, to uh, live a healthier lifestyle that maybe mm -hmm. aren't addressed um, by one single company. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Behind every great data-driven company is a proprietary data platform. Right? Yeah. <laughs> this is true. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So now the sixty-four thousand dollars question, and a lot of people are probably wondering, how do you measure success? You know how um, you know of, of this unification of DTC and HCP. So it really depends on what we're doing, but I would say um, you know we're agnostic mm -hmm. to how we're measured or who measures us in terms of new new patients getting on therapy and script mm -hmm. lift test and control. Um, there are instances where we have unbranded campaigns and there's not, a, you know, an approved therapy. So pre-FDA approval, you know, we can do surveying and really look at behavior change or sentiment change by remarketing and messaging those HCPs and asking kind of how they interacted with a booth if we're doing a, you know, an ASH target or an ASCO target, things like that. So mm -hmm. KPIs would be an entire 
hour long podcast of uh-huh. what what people value. I think we ultimately want to get beyond the web analytics metrics, you know, the, the time spent on a website, whether or not somebody looked at two to four pages is great as a an indicator or, or a piece of the puzzle. We're really interested in did this physician take a different course? You know, did we really mm-hmm. truly impact behavior? And for patients, uh, especially in rare diseases, getting connected to clinical trials or getting connected to therapy, being able to look in and, and touch patient outcome impact is really, I think, the holy grail of where we want to be whenever possible. Yeah. I've heard physicians, like anybody, can be a little ritualistic in their behavior. So mm-hmm. getting them to change, you know, is, uh, takes mm-hmm. a lot. Do you have any case studies that you can share with us of the, you know, this kind of synchronized targeting? Yeah, we do. We we do often target healthcare professionals and patients at the same point of care location. So we have products. Um, one is MOSI for the HCPs, and that came out of the kind of low C no C terminology in in the space where we wanted to get more Cs by mobile targeting to physicians on their personal devices. Mm -hmm. That is used in combination with um, our patient activation in the waiting room called RoomRx. So when we look at that, we have examples where we'll serve uh, patient support or patient assist access support messaging to the physicians at, let's say, Texas Oncology patients would get a, a copay support or cost assistance message that was really mm-hmm. complimentary. And when we synchronized that, we actually saw a 21% script lift, hmm. one of many studies we've done, but a 21% lift when we had that really synchronized approach to targeting uh, same place, same kind of provider treating that specific patient, but complementary creative messaging that was tailored to their preferences. Sure. Do you think that people have kind of an expectation that that the messaging is going to be synchronized like that, or do some people find it a little bit off-putting? I don't know that um, a patient might know necessarily that the provider is being messaged with that same kind of complimentary message, but I think if they're in that, you know, that clinical mindset and you're about to go have a consult with your oncologist or your neurologist, Having a conversation that you're both really prepared for and educated about is really what's impacting, I think, the decision making. Uh, you know, we're we're not we're not geared to to try to to disrupt or annoy anybody with that type of messaging. It's really educational. It's really about awareness and taking advantage of this is the moment where. You know, they really need to be prepped with that information before that consult occurs. Mm-hmm. Sure. This sounds like a really beneficial union. Um, why don't you think more pharma companies are, you know, uh, taking advantage of that mm-hmm. synchronization? And, and what are the challenges to uh, synchronized targeting? I think they're trying. I think we're we're starting to see some of that happen. I think we're seeing more of a consolidation, at least from where I sit. There used to be a professional agency, and this is my consumer agency. And I think now there's just such a need to think about this journey as this intertwined, connected experience. It's not necessarily what's my patient journey or provider journey, but where do they intertwine? And where are those moments that really matter where we can motivate them to you know, um, take a meaningful next step that's going to impact the patient? So I think we're starting to see consolidation from an agency perspective. We're starting to see consolidation in budgets or more 
openness to, you know, for a big idea, show me how you would combine, right. you know, the patient provider activation. But it's challenging because they're, you know, they're still customers that have 12 agencies and they're making decisions somewhat separately. And um, I, I think that's a trend we'll continue to see is it's going to live in one place at some right. point, which gives you more you know, ultimately more control over the entire Omni experience. Mm -hmm. And yeah, from our perspective, we talk to agencies and, and the ones that um, have clients who uh, allow them to do both HCP and DTC integrated um, campaigns, mm -hmm. um, they feel that they can drive better engagement that way. And they feel like they're further along the curve. Um, but like you say, a lot of uh, client side um, marketers, uh, uh, it's aspirational at this point mm -hmm. still, and that probably has a lot to do with it. Yeah. Yeah. So. It's, it's not easy to change, um, especially if you've been doing something for 30 years one way. But I think there's a willingness and an openness now more so than than mm -hmm. before to to really pilot, to experience what this could look like. Give me the show me the impact of of what this means and, you know, a tactical approach, but show me the benefit or the ROI. I think that's really where we always have right. conversations and people are much more willing to to change if they see, you know, the tangible effect of what that looks like. Sure. So, Aaron, what kind of advice would you give a pharma marketer who perhaps wants to champion this approach internally? You know, are there, there are, uh, tips that you can give for how they can dip, dip toes in the water? Mm -hmm. I think pilot is a friendly term that, that most people are open to. We're so, certainly open to to testing and learning along with a customer, mm -hmm. um, you know, to, to champion for doing something new. But I know that can be very scary in the, in the farmer world. It's almost like everybody wants to do something for the first time as long as somebody else has made sure that it was effective and impactful. <laughs> but but trying not to boil the ocean is something that we talk a lot about. It's, you know, what can we do now? What makes sense now? Mm -hmm. Where are they in their cycle from a brand right. um, perspective? And how can we look at something that's really easy to digest and measure mm -hmm. as a first step and a first start? Right. So like take the one brand perhaps mm -hmm. that where you want to test that synchronized messaging on, right? Something mm -hmm. like that. Yeah. One brand and maybe it's an, it's a nuanced kind of challenge that can't be met through mm -hmm. some more traditional approaches. And so we look at point of care activation patient provider because there's something happen, happening clinically that is really important for that particular therapy as opposed to talking to physicians when they're in a different mindset or, or different um context. Mm -hmm. um, and that's where we see, I think, the best success with pilots is we're solving for challenges that are more difficult to get at from the traditional uh, approaches. And there are always champions that we have on the pharma side that are, you know, at centers of excellence or they're mm -hmm. heads of innovation and they're really thinking about breaking the mold in some way. And they're more likely to set aside innovation budgets, set aside pilot right. budgets to test and learn. Mm -hmm. uh, who do you find is most receptive to this on the client side? Is the ones that, you, like you say, have that center of excellence? Or is it the smaller companies, mm -hmm. you know, perhaps that don't have the COE, but they're more of a blank slate? I think both. You know, there are really sharp, uh, forward-thinking marketers uh, on both sides. I think we see even the brand marketers themselves are champions. They know their patient experience. They know what, what their HCPs are, um, are challenged with. And so they'll, they'll come to us and challenge us to think about how we can bring in experience that's new and novel. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I'd see it across the board. Yeah, nice. So one one more question for you, Aaron. We'll let you go. Um, I'd be remiss if I didn't ask you about artificial intelligence. You know, we've heard, read and heard about AI a lot in the news lately. Can you kind of expand a little bit on how um, AI factors into what you all do at Swoop and where you see this technology going in the future in, in healthcare marketing? It's such a good question because I think everyone probably has a different concept of what AI is. Uh, similar to that, the omni-channel um, buzzword, it means something different to to everyone. For us, you know, AI is incredible at digesting and summarizing and crawling enormous data sets and finding patterns in those data sets. So an example of how we might use it, um, you know, there's only so much you can glean from claims, medical claims, pharmacy claims. It's easy to to pull out an ICD-10 code diagnosis or an NDC that's used. But if you think about trying to find um, a physician that has a patient before they're diagnosed is much more complicated if there's no ICD-10 code. So it's about looking for specific patterns in behavior, creating a query or code that really crawls um, and looks for certain hits and then pulling that together and helping us to create audiences off of that that query that we've developed. It's enormously helpful. It's it's incredibly powerful for finding patterns in the data, identifying patients who have yet to be diagnosed, identifying uh, physicians who are likely to have a relapse, refractory patient, et cetera, Mm -hmm. that can't be determined through a code set alone. Right. Yeah, I've, I've, I've been amazed to hear the receptivity and the openness to using it on the on the healthcare provider mm-hmm. side. You know, there's a lot of wariness mm-hmm. as well. Um, but uh, but it's also interesting to hear how you know you all, all are thinking about it and approaching mm-hmm. it. Excuse me, approaching it and utilizing it on the other side of the HCP marketer uh, mm-hmm. relationship. So great stuff. Any final uh, closing remarks you'd like to make? It's um, this has been an incredible experience. I really appreciate everything you you write about. Um, I read, so I'm oh. a big fan of what you do. Thanks yeah. for having me. Oh, thank you so much, and likewise, uh, love your uh, uh, comments that you make on LinkedIn. Uh, oh. Big fan as well. Appreciate it. Well, this has been fascinating, Aaron. Thanks again for joining us. Thank you for having me. This has been great. Absolutely. Appreciate it. <laughs>